Hello and welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. This is the show that helps you overcome the barriers you have to becoming the best version of yourself and thriving in all aspects of your life. I am your host, Annie Brieu, and I'm here to help you uncover your ultimate truth and cheer you on on this journey we call life. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. I am your host, Annie. Today, I'm super excited to dive in and chat about everything to do about being addicted to drama. I do want to apologize. I've kind of lost my voice. I took a long weekend off, went to a cottage. Obviously, there was a lot of talking and yelling on my part, and now I've got this voice. But anyways... I'm excited to jump in to today's episode because this is something that has actually been brought up to me many times in my life. Um, You know, I've heard my parents kind of talking about it. I know that a couple of people have written books about it, but I've actually never, you know, heard it being spoken about in schools, which I think is a huge thing. And I think it would be so great if our education system could be a little bit more up to date with a lot of facts and findings and things like that. Um, But anyways, that's a discussion for another day. But going in and chatting about everything drama related, the majority of people actually have no idea that they are addicted to drama. And You know, I find that it's probably a hard thing to recognize, especially when you're in the middle of a lot of chaos. You've, you know, been raised with a lot of chaos. Your brain is chaos. Your friends are chaos. So when you're in it, it's hard to actually realize that you're actually addicted to it. And what I mean by being addicted to drama is literally that you find ways to continuously have drama in your life. You tend to place yourself in situations and in relationships that are are very drama filled without actually realizing it. This took me years and years to find and I still find myself to this day, you know, in these loops of, you know, adding myself back into this drama. And, you know, being addicted to drama doesn't mean that you're a bad person, doesn't mean that you're self-centered. What it, you know, really means and what studies have actually found is that people that are addicted to drama are people that have experienced a lot of drama in their past they've you know had a rougher upbringing they've had this drama and you know it's it's a traumatic response when we look out for drama right like let's say you've had a difficult childhood or difficult teen years or whatever that it might be or you had a really traumatic situation it could be a death it could be you know an accident it it really could be anything that you know has caused trauma automatically in our brain once we've actually you know had enough of these traumatic experiences these dramatic experiences all of a sudden our brain actually feels comfortable in those dramatic experiences even though in your gut and you know your body may not actually feel good in these experiences your brain starts to you know kind of normalize this drama and so what ends up happening is that once things are calm once things are peaceful and good your brain's like what is this this doesn't feel normal this doesn't feel okay i'm gonna go and look and you know create these other situations so yeah, this I'm, I'm excited to just honestly just dive into it and just kind of, you know, tell you guys some tips and tricks to kind of review and see if you are actually addicted to drama. I found these. These are not like my tips and tricks. These are things that I have found over the years and that I've, you know, written out because it's not easy to find out 
you know, or to really analyze yourself in these difficult situations, when you're already feeling vulnerable, when you're already feeling, you know, low in regards to whatever situation it might be. And, you know, I'd like to note that this really could be anything. This could be, you know, finding drama in your relationships, right? If you're that person that consistently falls in and out of these relationships with the same patterns, um, you know, friendships, it could be you're consistently, you know, hanging out with people that bring you down or that, you know, fight with you or whatever that it might be. It could even be your job. You could consistently find jobs that are drama filled. It really could be anything. And so I think that it's super important to find those patterns, find, you know, that link and stop it from continuing because creating drama in your life, being addicted to this drama and always attracting this drama doesn't help you. It doesn't help your brain. It doesn't help the way that you feel. And it only affects other situations in your life in a negative aspect. And I think that that's the most important thing. And also, finding ways to rewire your brain which i mean i'd love to kind of jump in all in this episode even though i I would like to keep this short i'll have to make another episode on it but there is you know something to say that you can definitely rewire your brain you definitely can kind of reboot your thought process when it comes to these situations so another really important thing to know because i know that a lot of you are probably thinking why are some people addicted to drama like how is this a thing i i don't understand um but a lot of the time you know if people are trying to run away from their own emotions their own feelings their own thoughts they will try to find naturally a distraction from looking at the issues that really need to be looked at in their life. So they cause other situations that will take away their focus, take away, you know, all of their attention. And, you know, it's really like neglecting those things in your life that you really need to be looked at. And so you create and cause all of these situations. And a lot of people don't believe that people can be addicted to drama, right? Like a lot of people are like, there's no way. But when you really think, okay, look at some people's lives, look at patterns in people's lives since their birth. A lot of the time, drama is their norm. A lot of people were raised with parents that fought all the time or they were in fights all the time, Uh, you know, certain behaviors, you know, dependencies, things like that. And so what ends up happening is that history repeats itself and it repeats itself, not always in the same way. You know, some people might have parents that always fought with them. And so instead of, you know, getting in a relationship and fighting with that person in the relationship, they'll have friends that they always fight with. So the pattern is still there. It's just, you know, manipulated in a different way. So, okay, we'll stop chit-chatting here and I'm just going to jump right in. And so I don't want anybody to take this personally because I think that as a human and just, you know, living in the world that we live in, we all have experienced, you know, addictions to drama without actually realizing it. We've all experienced trauma. And unfortunately, the brain does look at that as, okay, this is normal. So I'm just going to dive in and these are things that I have found years and years and years ago that I've kind of fallen back on to kind of help me on my quest to releasing a lot of drama addicted behaviors. So 
you know, one thing that they'll say to how to spot if you're a drama addict is, are you always posting about your latest drama on social media or talking about it with other people when you see them? Is it always the first thing that comes out of your mouth, right? So for example, you've had a great big blowout with a friend. I know that, you know, when I was in high school, I would go and post things on Facebook or, you know, actually there was no Instagram in high school, but anyways, you know, I would go and I would post all of these things and, you know, whether I was directly talking about the drama or writing a quote that was directly related, I'm still bringing attention and more drama to the dramatic situation. And then, you know, I would go and also it's easy to use myself as an example. So I'm just going to do this throughout because I don't want to point fingers or call out names, but you know, and then I would go to a party and the first thing that I would bring up to people is the drama that I was experiencing. These are one of the biggest signs when you're continuously bringing more attention to the drama. What you're actually doing is that you are allowing your feelings to go back into that state by talking about it. Mentally, you're bringing yourself back into that state. So what ends up happening is that your body is reacting in the same way as it was during that dramatic situation. So you're practically just placing yourself back into it, right? So, you know, you're not having drama. You're in a calm environment. No, no, no. Let's bring back the drama. Let's bring back the anxiety. Let's bring back the trauma, all of that. So that's one of the biggest signs to just kind of see, okay, am I consistently bringing up this drama? Am I talking about it on social media? Am I only talking about it with my friends? This is one of the biggest things. Okay, so number two, this one's a little bit of a hard one to kind of analyze in yourself, but I do think that it's really important and try to really look at the bigger picture. But if you are consistently always blaming somebody else, it's always somebody else's fault. That's usually a sign. People who are addicted to drama always seem to have an astounding capacity for missing the fact that they are nearly always at the center of every single one of their dramatic incidents. So, you know, like the same fight happens with all of your friends, different friends, the same, you know, toxic fight happens with your boyfriend or parents or whatever, whoever whatever situation, if it is a reoccurring pattern in your life, chances are you have something to do with it. And though that this might not be consciously something that you are looking for, unconsciously, you are continuously sticking yourself in these situations. And this is not to point blame or to hurt anybody's feelings, but truly to recognize that, okay, I've had this pattern and it is reoccurring. There is something in me that is attracted to the situation. And so instead of being hard on yourself and hurting yourself or getting angry at yourself, really sit back and look at what part of you needs to be healed in order to to overcome this in order to not be addicted and not have this reoccurring situation, chaotic situation come back into your life because that isn't going to bring you pure bliss and pure happiness in your life. So it's really important to recognize that. For example, I, you know, with friends, with a certain, you know, I was always attracted, if you want to call it that, you know, to a certain type of friend. And it was always a friend that brought me down, um, you know, told me I wasn't as good as them. You, you just 
you know, the whole nine yards. And so after a while, it took time for me to literally pull back and be like, okay, this is not them. This is not every single one of my friends. As much as, you know, they have their own issues and, you know, what they're doing wasn't right. But really, I was attracted to something in this relationship. I was attracted to the drama that came with that. And I was consistently finding that in friends. And so it was really hard to kind of pull back and actually recognized what it was inside of me that I was really looking for and when you know it came to my attention that oh my goodness this is not something that's feeling fulfilling there's actually a hidden hurt inside of me I need to recognize that and so obviously there's a lot of reflection and then there's a lot of healing that comes with it and you know as I'm sure that you're aware healing is not always easy and it doesn't always feel good. So it's important to look and see where you can make changes. And sometimes if the changes are too big, take baby steps, you know, make it small. But recognizing that you are falling in these consistent patterns is the most crucial thing. Recognition is the most crucial thing in order to move forward and make changes for a better, healthier and happier life. So number three, and this one is a big one, but making small situations into the biggest deal ever. Drama addicts, you know, they tend to a really, really small situation that's just not a big deal and that can easily be fixed. They'll usually blow it up, right? And a lot of people will point fingers and say, oh, these drama addicts, you know, they, they're just looking for drama. They just want drama. They just want this. They just want that. Well, it's actually unconsciously something that they're trying to pull themselves back into because it's replicating a situation and or, you know, experience that they have previously been, you know, been through. So it's that, you know, unconsciously trying to put themselves back into that emotional state of the first traumatic experience that they had, you know, experience or the chaos that they're used to. Again, what your brain does is that it tries to put yourself back into that emotional state that it's used to. The second that things are calm, the second that things are okay, all of a sudden your brain's like, what is this? I'm not used to this. We need chaos. This is too calm for me. And all of a sudden your emotions start to get crazy, right? So, but this is definitely one of the biggest things, right? You you stub your toe, but you act like you broke your arm. Um, you know, and it really could be anything. Um, you know, a little small, you know, miscommunication turns into a great big massive fight, right? Like these are these dramatic tendencies that people try to look for, dig for, and create. So it's important, again, to have that self-reflection and to really recognize what it is, right? That you're really looking for and sit back. So number four, so one of the biggest things is if you find that it's very difficult to let go or to forgive people, this is a huge, huge sign. And I'm actually, you know, this one's really, really personal for me right now because I have been healing from said situation for what feels like forever. Um, and you know, not to get too personal all about it, but I've had a very hard time forgiving 
and I've held on to things for what feels like forever. And I don't forget things and I don't let them go. And for the longest time, I thought, well, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't this. It doesn't that. Recently, I've actually gone to therapy. I've actually I've done therapy a ton and I definitely recommend it for anybody. But I recognize that in what I was talking to her about is that I was holding on to so much emotion. And when you're holding on to all of these things unconsciously, again, you tend to get it, you're attracted to these traumatic situations. It negatively affects so many other situations in your life. And so by not letting things go, you know, you're actually really holding on to things. And not only are you just holding on to it, but you're allowing it to affect everything else in your life. And so, you know, for me personally, it was such a big step to try and forgive And forgiving isn't easy. And, you know, for me, there's a lot of tears that came out and a lot of hurt that, you know, resurfaced and a lot of pain that resurfaced. And I think that that, you know, personally, at least I can speak for myself, that was the reason why I was not going to forgive. And I felt like I was never going to forgive this said person. Um, And so when I finally let go, when I finally, like, broke out of that what you know I could only describe as emotional turmoil um tears came out and all of these additional emotions came out and all of a sudden when I you know took the first step to forgiving all of a sudden other things in my life started to get better all of a sudden I didn't feel anger towards other people, situations, and places. And so little did I really actually recognize in the moment, but by not forgiving, I was only holding myself back. And I wasn't allowing myself to fully experience and enjoy and indulge in so many of life's incredible things. And so this is just something that I hope that, you know, you as the listener, that you can kind of take a moment and really look at the people that you know you might need to forgive or situations that you're holding on to because holding on to it means that it's still there right you're not forgiving that situation is still inside of you it's still burning up it's still affecting you and it's really hard it's really hard to forgive and I can promise you that once you do let out those emotions you let out everything and you do forgive you will feel like you just climbed a mountain. You're going to feel like everything else is settled. You're going to feel a lot more in control. But this is definitely a big sign when it comes to being a drama addict, right? You're holding on to that pain. You're still allowing that to affect you. You're letting that influence other situations. And because you haven't let go of said situation, you're making other situations out to be worse or, you know, whatever that it might be. You're holding on to that. You're not getting over it, right? So you're just continuously sticking yourself back into this repeated dramatic cycle. So really, really look at that and, you know, If you're not ready to forgive, you need to respect yourself and you need to respect your emotions because, you know, my personal situation that I'm talking about, I have been holding on to that for a very long time, years, and I wasn't ready before. It's really, really hard and I wasn't ready and I was super scared and what I was scared of is not forgiving people and people just kind of think of it as like, oh, just be the good person, do this, do that. 
I was really afraid of facing my own internal emotions. That was the scariest part. It was the fact that I had pushed down everything that I had felt and I had locked it up into this little bottle. And all of a sudden I needed to uncap it and have all of these emotions come out and I needed to face that and feel it. I always say that pain demands to be felt. It doesn't matter what point in time in your life. Like if you try to hide from pain, it's always there. You need to face it. You need to feel it or else it's just going to come back and it's just going to come back 10 times worse. So I hope that that helps when it comes to forgiving. I'm definitely obviously not an expert, but I do hope that that helps. Okay. So last but not least, number five, this one is the biggest telltale sign, which I think I've said this about every single situation, but if you are somebody that all of your relationships, like this could be any of your relationships that you have, family, friends, loved ones, whatever. If your relationships are never smooth, chances are that you're a drama addict. And again, this is, you know, just to reiterate that really these drama addicts aren't looking for drama just to create drama and to stir shit. What ends up happening again, is that they've experienced all of these traumatic situations at a young age or throughout their life that their brain naturally feels as though chaos and drama is normal and healthy. And so your brain, even though that you know that these situations aren't healthy, your brain is, you know, feels calm in these chaotic situations. They think that that is the norm, that that's normal. So, you know, if your relationships are never smooth, that's because at some point, in time, you know, the second that they become peaceful, that they become normal, that they become okay, all of a sudden your brain feels chaotic. It doesn't know what to do because it's like, oh my God, this is all calm. I'm not used to this. We need to create something. We've got to, we got to rock the boat. We got to create a storm. We've got to, you know, change up this peaceful relationship because it's so unfamiliar. It's so unokay. And so naturally you crave the drama to just continue to keep these painful feelings at bay and so you know these drama addicts if you want to call them that will look for anything that could disturb the peace in any relationship because you're not feeling okay and so you know again like to put blame I guess on myself like this is definitely something that has happened throughout with all my relationships because I had such an unstable childhood because I had such a traumatic childhood. I naturally always craved drama and looked for drama. And in my relationships, the second that things got calm, the second that things were okay, all of a sudden I was feeling a certain way. I was creating things like all of these things were happening. And I didn't actually recognize that it was me, myself, and I literally feeling unstable in a calm situation. And so how do you combat that? How do you go around that? And truly, there's so much healing that needs to be done. But like I said, the first part is really recognizing that you need this. And so taking time away from people and really feeling into your emotions. Now, 
you know, I would just recommend at first, if you're feeling completely lost in these situations, there's nothing ever wrong with seeking professional help because sometimes you need that somebody who is absolutely not included in your life to either validate your feelings or to help you express yourself or to really recognize some of the patterns that you're unconsciously doing is huge, right? Like these are the stepping stones to truly finding peace with a lot of pain and hurt that you have been experiencing. And I can really say that in a lot of situations, like, you know, I spoke to one psychotherapist for literally, I think it was like 10 years. I found her when I was in university and she was just, you know, a God-given gift, an earthly angel. She was so amazing. But she was the one that actually told me that, I was searching for instability in all relationships that the second that I find stability in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or whatever, that my brain will actually look for the chaos because I've, I was only raised with complete chaos. I was only raised to understand what things were like to be crazy. So the second that things are peaceful and calm, my brain literally doesn't know what to do. And she was the one that first installed this thought into my head and when I actually started to realize that what I ended up doing is that the second that things started to feel peaceful in relationships and I started to get that uneasy feeling I would literally sit into that I would sit and focus into that uneasy feeling and like literally marinate in it and what I mean by that is that I would actually sit like by myself when I would start you know naturally what ends up happening when I say that you get this unsteady feeling that you like want to create drama quote unquote if you want to call it that really what it is is you get anxieties about random things or you start to like kind of think of things and your gut feels weird and you start to overanalyze or whatever that it is and so I would really honestly sit back and take number one the number one thing that I always do is that I take a big deep breath into my nose I hold for four and I blow out for six. So I breathe in for four, hold for four, blow out for six. So I'm literally going to do it right now, but I breathe in. So, and then hold and blow out for six. That might not seem like it's like that big of a deal, but I'm telling you that it has been proven that number one, blowing out longer than you inhale and holding your breath really helps with anxiety and refocusing your thoughts. So I do that every single time beforehand and I will literally try to recognize what I'm feeling because we as humans have been taught to be so reactive that we forget to take a second to recognize what it is that we're actually feeling because the second that we feel something, we're already reacting to it. So we don't even know what it is that we're feeling because we're too busy reacting to whatever situation is going on. And so you know, I had a situation, I'm just going to use this as an example, but I had a situation like probably like three, four months ago. And I, instead of just jumping and reacting, I did the breathing, which also you don't have to do that breathing once. If you want to do that, like people will breathe like that for like 10 minutes straight to really help them with anxiety. And you can do this with any anxiety in your life. But I really breathed in. I took the time to like, sort through what I was feeling because at least personally myself when I am getting into this like manic you know I call it kind of like this manic mental episode where I'm like trying to 
get to drama to feel calm like I will actually try to sort through my feelings because my brain it's like there's all of these different emotions that are going on in my head and so I try to calm that before that I move to do absolutely anything I literally sit and I'm like what is it what is going through my head and then when I actually sit and try to like you know understand what it is that I'm thinking I'm like oh my god like none of this really makes sense and so you know thank goodness I took a second to think because I would literally would be reacting and jumping based off of nonsense and so having that time to yourself having that moment to reconnect and just feel out what it is that you're feeling and honor what it is that you're feeling because you know I always say you can never be wrong for what you're feeling. You can be wrong for your opinions, but for what you feel, it is not wrong ever. And so recognize what your feelings are. Recognize what your brain is telling you, what your body is telling you and feel into that. And the best part when you're, you know, trying to heal these anxieties, these depressions, these emotions is to have an outlet, have something that you can let it all go. When I recognize that, you know, 85% of my thoughts right off the bat when I was reacting to something were complete bullshit, I literally was like, okay, we need to like figure something out that's going to help me. And, you know, I've been walking for a really long time, but I ended up like really extending my walks and taking them seriously. Like, I have like my full gear on and like I power walk it out and sometimes I'll go and I'll run because it just helps me to release these emotions and also don't be afraid to cry. I used to be someone that was like, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Now I cry all the damn time and there's something so powerful in just releasing it because you're releasing the emotions that are inside that are built up that are just allowing you and enabling you to create more of a dramatic situation so take that in and just really try to get in tune with your own emotions so that you can grow so that you can feel better in your relationships and most importantly feel calm and feel at peace that truly is the biggest thing and you know one thing that I ended up finding out is that you know being addicted to drama you think is such a negative thing but when you actually look at it biologically drama uses the same mechanisms in the brain as opiates and that's why people can easily become addicted to drama you build up a tolerance that continuously requires more to get the same neurochemical effect, which is why that you continuously go and go and attract all of these dramatic situations whenever that there's peace and calm. So that's the biggest thing, right? So don't think that you're this crazy person that's looking for drama, looking for all of these, you know, ridiculous attention-seeking uh, you know, situations, blah, blah, blah. No. Unfortunately, this is something like literally chemically inside of your brain that you are attracted to because you don't feel calm in calm and peaceful situations. So I hope that that helps you, makes you feel better, helps you to find peace and calm in your relationship so that you can feel 
more powerful, happier, and just better in your life. Because when your relationships or situations are uneasy and when you have all of these dramatic situations, you're really only forcing yourself to relive the negative experiences that you have not yet healed from at a young age. So that's really important to note. But that is all for today. I hope that you guys really enjoyed this. Um, I felt like it was just something that I really needed to talk about because it's something that has really affected me and I've now become really aware of it. And, you know, that's really, it's important to note that like I'm aware of it and that I, you know, I'm trying to become better, but I'm not perfect. And it is not easy to just heal completely from this. So if you find that you kind of relate to a lot of these tendencies, take some time and you know sit in with your emotions and yeah i hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode again i'm always so so grateful for all of you that listen in and you know let me know what you think of these episodes so i hope that you have an incredible day and i will see you next week